Well, hello. It's your historical housekeeper, Copeland Bell. I know it's been a while since I've posted a story, and honestly, it's because business is booming and the town of Oakton is keeping me on my toes. Today, I bring you a mini episode called The Tale of Two Houses, Part 1. My hope is that this story will be a three part series. So get nice and cozy, and let me tell you a story. Everyone has their breaking point, that tipping point where you go from being, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine, past the, I am not okay stage, and straight to sobbing into your coffee in the parking lot of 7-Eleven. Can you guess where I was on this particular day? Hi, I'll have the coffee with extra tears, please. You see, I haven't been sleeping well, or really at all. The dreams, the woman dying over and over, have really taken their toll. I practically avoided sleep or tried to drown out the nightmares with meditation podcasts. But no matter how many deep breaths I took, I still woke up every night in a cold sweat, gasping for air, and deeply horrified at what I had just witnessed in my dreams. To make matters worse, Linda from Apartment 7G was repeatedly texting me. I finally just had to block her number. So on this particularly fine morning, I was sitting in my Jeep, exhausted, when a new Adele song came on the radio. That's what opened up the waterworks. I sat there, head on my steering wheel, and just let the tears flow. After the song was over, I silently cursed Adele for her beautiful voice, wiped my face off, chugged my coffee, and, with jittery hands, steered the wheel towards Oakwash Manor. I turned up the long cobblestone driveway and made it to the employee parking lot in the back of the estate. Miss Trinity was waiting for me at the door, her face tight. This didn't look promising. Miss Trinity, it's so nice to see you, I said warmly. I mean, I know you've missed me, but waiting at the door? That's a little desperate, I laughed. Oh, dear Lord, here come the attempts at humor, she said with a twinkle in her eye. Come in, come in. You're late. We have much to discuss. She practically dragged me through the doorway and started walking briskly through the long, wide corridor leading to the front entryway. You will not be cleaning the library today. Sandra fell yesterday. She is in the hospital. We are in desperate need of someone to clean the foyer, parlor, and dining room, Miss Trinity said. Oh, is Sandra okay? I asked, picturing the short, rail-thin older woman that had always given me the cold shoulder when I saw her. Not really. She fractured her spine. Oh my god! How horrible! She fell? I said with a gasp. Yes, down the stairs there. It was awful, Miss Trinity said weakly, pointing to the front staircase. I don't mean to be callous, but I really do need your help. The Oakwashes have been away for several weeks now. They only meant to be away for a week, but then their return flight got delayed by a hurricane and they're just desperate to get home. And disaster after disaster keeps happening here. First poor Elias and now Sandra. Miss Trinity had been on a rant, her face flushed with bubbling panic and worry. I'd never seen her so agitated. Miss Trinity, I'd be happy to help. She sighed heavily and put a hand on my shoulder. Thank you, Miss Bell. 
I smiled at her and felt the urge to ask who Elias was and what had happened to him. Instead, I asked where the cleaning supplies were and got to work. Despite my exhaustion and rough start to the day, I reasoned that helping Miss Trinity might actually make me feel better. So instead of cleaning beautiful, historic pieces in the library today, I was carrying a large bucket of water into the foyer to mop. Mopping can be soothing, the back-and-forth motion, seeing your immediate results, it's gratifying. I reminded myself this as I made slow and steady motions on the beautiful oak floors in the massive foyer. Back and forth I mopped. I took in the beauty around me, the richness in the floors, the pattern on the wallpaper, the stillness of the stained glass window. Except wasn't the woman in the stained glass window looking towards her husband before? I had been to Oakwash Manor half a dozen times since I'd first laid my eyes on the stained glass window above the stairs. It had been the silhouette of a man and a woman facing each other, with a bright red cloak hanging between them. Except this time, the woman was looking away. I stared at it for several long moments, until I heard the clicking of Miss Trinity's sensible heels coming toward me. Miss Trinity, I said, starting to mop again. Has the stained glass window changed? She looked at me as if I'd asked her to pick me up from the airport. The woman in the window was facing the man before, and now she's not, I said pointing up towards it, realizing how I sounded. Miss Bell, the woman continues to face her husband, as she has for as long as the window has existed, Miss Trinity said with a tilt of her head. No, look at it! I trailed off in stunned silence. The woman and man were now staring at each other again. I I could have sworn, I said weakly, feeling like my mind was playing tricks on me. Copeland, it's okay. Sometimes things change around here, and we just carry on with our day, said Miss Trinity tightly. Change? I asked cautiously. Yes, it's part of working here. I know it sounds strange. It's funny what you think of as normal once you've grown accustomed to it. Honestly, it's such a long story, and I only know my experiences and those of the staff. I have so many questions. I can only imagine. Finish the work first, and then join me in my office for a cup of tea. You've become a regular member of the staff now. It's only fair you get the same information as everyone else. I was shocked she was being so forthcoming. It went against her nature and made me question her motives. But I wasn't going to turn down this opportunity. When I tell you I cleaned like I was on fire, I truly meant it. Never had I finished my work with such gusto. I was rewarded two hours later, when I sat down in front of Miss Trinity's large wooden desk. I was covered in mop water, cleaning supplies, and a tinge of sweat. I saw the disapproval of my appearance flit across Miss Trinity's face. I opened my mouth to provide her with a quip, but she held up her hand and started to speak. What I'm about to tell you stays between us. As discussed in our initial paperwork, we do not ask that you sign a non-disclosure agreement, but you and your business will be ruined expeditiously if you ever speak a word of this to anyone. Am I clear? She said flatly. I bristled, opened my mouth, closed it, opened it again, before responding, Yes. I wanted to walk out right then and there at the way she had threatened me in my livelihood, but I think we all know that my curiosity got the better of me. Miss Trinity nodded and began. When I arrived on my first day here at the job some 15 years ago, I was greeted by my predecessor. 
She sat me down, handed me this scrapbook, as we now call it, and told me everything she thought I needed to know. I assumed I would learn the ins and outs, maybe a little gossip or the temperature reading of my employees. Instead, I got an hour-long debriefing on how to keep myself and the staff safe from incidents such as the ones you've experienced. The staff has dwindled over the years. We just have enough now to run the manor properly. Most of us have been here for a long time, and we know how to handle certain situations. We know what tricks the house may play and understand that our minds are sound. Honestly, it's been years since we've seen activity. I assumed it had died down or, God willing, gone away altogether. I apologize for not giving you a proper introduction or understanding of what we deal with as a staff in this house. I believed we were done with all of it. A heads-up would have been nice. Also, are you actually acknowledging there is paranormal activity on the property? Like ghosts and stuff? I said, needing actual confirmation. We don't call it that. We call it the stirring. Or the other side. That's what it is. The other side of something interacting with us. The family refuses to discuss it and pretends it does not exist. However, I've seen how they behave when they think no one is watching. Her voice shook with what seemed to be anger at the last statement. What do you mean? Once I walked in on Mrs. Oakwash in her dressing rooms. She was sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of the full-length mirror. Her ear was pressed close to the mirror and there were these long black strings or rather like tendrils that were attached to her face. She was laughing and whispering at her reflection. When Mrs. Oakwash saw me, she screamed at me to get out and then later acted as if nothing had happened. And Mr. Oakwash, well, several of the staff have reported to see him talking to the mirrors, whispering and laughing as well. My predecessor warned me that sometimes a different Mr. Oakwash would show up in the reflection. They indicated that Mr. Oakwash would be looking into a mirror and his reflection would smile or wave without him moving. I shivered at her words, and a small voice in my head said, This is familiar. Miss Trinity, this all sounds really and truly scary. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it reminds me of something at another house I worked on just a few months ago. I was thinking about the revival house and the journals and the mirrors mentioned within it. Really? Miss Trinity said, and an inquisitive spark in her eye. Yes, I was working on restoring some furniture for a home being renovated in the country by a friend of mine. Oh yes, David Banfield. I've heard you two are an item, she said knowingly. Ha, well, that's really beside the point, I stammered, trying not to blush. When I was working on the furniture, I found an old journal. The mother that previously lived there had a similar spooky issue with the mirrors, I said. Do you still have the journal? Miss Trinity said, leaning towards me across her desk. No, I returned it to the owners, of course. Do you think you could borrow it? I'd be very interested and appreciative. This mystery is something I've longed to figure out. Working in this type of house normalizes the true horror of the situation. It really does, I said, my mind flipping through the different experiences I'd had over the past six months. I'll ask Diver. He invited me out on the project site for a look at the almost finished renovations. But you mentioned a book handed down about Oakwash Manor. May I borrow it for reading? You want to borrow the scrapbook, Miss Trinity said with a scoff. Yes, consider it a trade. A book for a book. Sounds pretty even, I replied, looking at her pointedly. 
She held my gaze for a long moment, and I could see her mind running through the odds of getting what she wanted without giving in return. Finally, she spoke. Well, then it's settled. We will exchange when you have the journal. Oh, and Copeland? Now that I know for sure that the activity in the home is back, we will be working in pairs. Honestly, that makes me feel better. Otherwise, I'm not sure I would have come back, I said. I am so sorry, Copeland, truly, she said, placing a hand on my shoulder as I got up to leave. The next day, I found myself driving down a country road back towards the revival house. I pulled down the once dirt road, which was now paved with cushy pea gravel. As the house came into view, I sucked in a deep breath. It was nearly transformed. The house had always been a beautiful representation of a classic Gothic revival. But now that its peeling paint had been transformed into a crisp white, I found my jaw on the floor. Diver and his team had done a remarkable job restoring the outside of the home. The lingering hesitation I had going back in after my past experiences melted away, now replaced by excitement at seeing a near-finished product. I pulled my Jeep into the gravel parking area and hopped out, and I stood there looking up at this beautiful structure before me. It was stunning the difference a few months could make. Excitement coursing through my veins, I stood there for a moment, just taking it all in. It was then that I felt the icy breeze behind me, and the raspy voice of an older woman whisper in my left ear. Well, well, welcome back, Copeland. Thank you for listening to Polish and Scream. I hope to get part two and part three out within the next two months. Thanks for your support. 